What makes a great solar business? How can you learn from the past and prepare for the future so your solar business thrives? We set out to answer these questions and more. My name is Nigel Morris and I'm the Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. Welcome to Great Solar Business, proudly brought to you by Solar Juice. Hello, solar friends, and welcome back for another episode of Great Solar Business. This week, we look to unravel even more secrets of how to build a great solar business in 2022. This week, I actually want to explore some hard truths, truth be told. Like some of my, some of you, my formative years as a young man were in the 1970s and 80s when the world was a very different place. Society's acceptance of what was considered acceptable behaviour on many issues were very different to today, particularly when it comes to issues like gender equality and workplace behaviour. I've always taken great pride in being open-minded, progressive, compassionate and thoughtful, but I also get it wrong a lot. So... To learn a few lessons and to celebrate International Women's Day and keep learning uh, every day, which is my mission in life, uh, on how to build a better society for women in particular, my guest today is Bobby McKibben to discuss the topic International Solar Women's Day. Bobby, welcome to Great Solar Business. Thanks, Nigel. How are you? Oh, I'm oh, Look... Compared to everybody else on the East Coast, my feet are dry. There's no natural disasters uh, within, you know, 10 kilometres. I feel very fortunate. How about you? Yeah, pretty lucky where we are too, actually. So, yeah, um, given what's happening around in other places, be it in Australia or overseas, I think we're pretty lucky with where we're situated. Yeah. Here, here. Um, there's a whole um, a whole conversation in that on its own, but we'll save that for another time. Yeah. Bobby, you've built a very strong voice in solar, particularly over the last few years, and particularly for the many great women in our industry. Tell me, what's your thirty second elevator pitch? Where did you come from? Who are you? Why are you yeah. doing this? Um, I fell into the industry actually, like a number of people, about fifteen years ago, and. To me, it just all made sense. If we can do something better, like where our our generated power comes from, why aren't we doing it better? So that's basically where I came from, and I just fell in love with it. And the whole thing around helping people achieve, and, you know, it's a pun that always gets thrown around, um, putting the power back into their hands, is really exciting to see the smiles on customers' faces and how they get excited about lowering their electricity bills. So I just love helping people. Nice, nice. That That's uh, such a common story that I think uh, binds so many of us so strongly to the solar industry. So uh, here, 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 here to that. So you're one of the founders of AWIRES, the Australian Women in Solar Energy Group, which has a goal, according to your website, of advancing women in all aspects of solar energy industry, promoting diversity and forward-thinking business practices. So tell me, since AWIRES was founded about a year, two years ago now, if I'm not mistaken, tell me how it's going and tell me what you're hoping to achieve with AWIRES. Yeah, we've 
been pretty quiet over the last couple of months. I think everybody's sort of getting over their COVID hangover um, and trying catching up on sleep. So, um, but we'll shortly, you know, kick back in again. We've got something going on next week that people will hear about next week. Uh, and then as we start to become social again with uh, our industry shows and stuff, you might see us around a bit more. So, but in the meantime, like we've done some great things. Like, you know, we've done a couple of installations or Lily from Sydney Solar and Battery. She's an absolute powerhouse. She's done a couple of installations on women's and children's emergency accommodation shelters. Um, and that's stuff that really floats our boat, you know, those real heart heartstring projects and knowing that we're helping other women is is that are in desperate need and children that are in desperate need. So we want to expand that across um, into other geographical areas as well, not just Sydney. So that's really exciting. And then last year we did some stuff towards the end of the year around mental health in partnership with Solar Cutters and the CEC and the SEC. Uh, and that. that was, yeah, and, you know, just having, like you, you know, you're saying that you, you want to have the hard conversations through your podcast. Well, that's what we're trying to do as well is bringing some of these topics to the fore so that the more we talk about it, the more it becomes normalised, the more we can break down these barriers and stereotypes and all that sort of stuff and just create an industry that is all-encompassing and welcoming and inclusive and um, showing the amazing array of opportunity that actually exists in our, in our industry for, for women and for everyone, basically. We all have opportunities. There's so much variety. Why not showcase it? I love it. I love it. And a voice, a voice for the ladies, you know, um, I, I, I think that is, it was, re it was really sadly missing to have that sort of, um, you know, somewhat coordinated and, 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 um, organize a more organized voice there. there I've been lucky and I'll talk about this later, but I've been lucky to work, uh, over nearly my whole 30 years. In fact, in solar, I have always had amazing, amazing women, um, working uh working alongside me or me working alongside them so i've been really lucky um but the, their voice is um their voice is often uh not the loudest voice in the room and so mm. it's great to um to have a wise out there continuing to build awareness good on you and good on mm. all the ladies like we've got the clean energy council's women in renewables but that's yep. sort of targeting the broader industry of renewables and also yes. engineering levels, whereas we want to get in and we want to give everybody who operates in the solar industry an opportunity to have a voice. And that includes whether you're uh, the receptionist or the office manager or the business owner or the salesperson or the installer or the apprentice or the work health and safety person, everything. We really want to give everybody that opportunity. Excellent. Excellent. So <clears throat> let's get into this. And, and as I mentioned to you earlier, I hate platitudes. I just hate platitudes. And I do not want to have a disingenuous conversation um, yeah. uh, just so that I can be woke about women's issues. I want to talk about what blokes and other women potentially can do in the real world to help and, and take on board some hard truths. There's a lot that an old, uh, an old guy like me can learn. So to get started, what do you think 
is the number one thing that that men could do today to to differently today to help build more equality for women particularly in the solar industry what can i do right now bobby talk about it it's really simple Nige. you just have to talk about it um and, and one of the things might be that you might go back into your workplace and you find a trusted woman in the workplace that you know isn't going to tell you the things that they think you want to hear but they're actually going to tell you exactly what needs to change or what can be enhanced or no everything's fine you need somebody who's trusted that is going to be honest with you because we need to hear these hard truths as you mentioned so finding the right woman to talk to is really important same as if it was gender diversity which is effectively what we're talking about as well so anybody who belongs to the um, lbgtqi plus group we also need to include them in these conversations and bring them to the table so that we can be inclusive for everybody and and the best way to ask to find out how we can help them is to ask them I like it. And, and I'm thinking, I'm trying to, again, there's my goal in all of these things, having uh, spent a lot of time in the corporate world, is how can I distill this down into real action? I don't want words. I don't want, you know, uh, I don't want motherhood statements. What's something real I can do? And it, 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 it occurred to me as you were talking, we've had a, uh, a, a, a young uh, girl join our team um, this week, in fact, and I watched her on a couple of calls today and she's doing her best. She's, she's, I think she's going to be fantastic. But she's, she's in over her head. She has mm. not done this before. She's faced with, you know, huge gregarious personalities that our sales team is famous <laughs> for. And I'm going to start with her and talk to her about a wise and talk to her about finding her voice because I think that might be a good place to start to try and encourage her to find her voice as well and let her know that uh, that she could potentially get some support and learn a lot from um, from other people like yourself with more experience. So yeah. that's my commitment right now. Uh, so that's good. You've given me one thing to do straight off the bat. This I'm going to see. I'm going to have a list by the end of this show. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so thinking about the solar industry in particular, again, you know, that's what I want to – obviously it's our focus. It's a wisest focus. It's a very blokey gig. You only have to look around the trade shows to see that. What and and you've you've given us a great tip already, which is start the conversation, right? Just talk about it and open it up. But you know, I'm thinking of you know so many solar installers that I know their shorts are hanging down their backside a little bit. They're consumed with you know technology. They're in their truck a lot. Uh, their world is is um, you know fairly small because they're a small business owner. What can the average solar little solar guy do uh, to change this problem of the fact that um, you know so many women in in our industry either don't have a place or don't have a voice? What can they do to help? You just need to start with the basics, I suppose. One, we have to look at the sort of language we use around this, and I'm not meaning you know the f bombs and all that sort of stuff that we see on social media, because I swear more than a lot of men I know. Um, and everybody who knows me will will absolutely agree with that. Um, but it's around, you know, like the other day I was doing a tender document and some of the language that they were using in their 
were very gendified towards men. So I was crossing out those words. And before I signed that tender document or that agreement, those words need to be changed. So having a look at the sorts of language we're using to make sure it's inclusive is really it's simple little steps like that. Then another thing is facilities. Have a look at the facilities you have in your workplace. Are they welcoming to women? Is the toilet clean? Is the bathroom clean? Is there a men's toilet and a women's toilet? This is a big issue on work sites that we're hearing from a lot of tradies. You go to a work site and there's one portaloo, and everybody knows the portaloo stories are not pretty. Um, so let's have two portaloos, one for men and one for women. You yeah. know, one blue, one pink, or you know, whatever, rainbow colour, doesn't matter. But it's just those sorts of things. So we need to create a space that is welcoming and safe and where women don't feel like they're encroaching on the men's shed or, you know, um, a bloke's bar or something like that. You know, you you, you want to create a safe space and a comfortable space for everyone. So those, those things are basic, um, yep. but they're the things that get overlooked the most. Yep. So start start with that stuff. Start with that stuff, and and you know, I mean the other side. I'm, and I'm I'm going a little bit off uh, what we talked about we, that we were going to talk about here. But you know, it, it strikes me that you know one of the things that um, one of the things that blokes can do in this industry is actually start thinking about these issues on behalf of the women that they want to bring into their businesses and on behalf of the women that may already be in these businesses, we've got to, we've got to actually step up to the plate a little bit and, and, and start thinking about these issues ourselves and putting them on our agenda in the same way that we put everything else on our agenda, but start thinking about this. As much as men, uh, sorry, as much as women want this and want equality, we need our men because, you know, we are heavily dominated in this industry by men and we have some amazing men that are, are all inclusive and, and are great supporters of the women in this industry and we need more of those men to come forward and make change because that's how we then make change meaningful. Yep. Yep. Good. That's another thing I can do. That's two on my list. <laughs> so now as I mentioned, I, I've been I've been lucky and, and I would suspect perhaps um, not, not, not had a normal um, experience in the sense that I've been surrounded with very successful, highly influential women in in solar. It, literally since day one um, that I started thirty years ago, um, uh, the company that I worked for had a number of very, very senior women who remain uh, very senior throughout my whole time in the business, and and then every business I've been in. I've been surrounded by amazing, amazing and highly um, influential women, including having several female bosses, which was wonderful. Um, so, you know, I've had a, I've personally sort of had this slightly different experience, which makes it hard for me because I, my experience has been, I'm surrounded by these powerful women, you know, I'm surrounded by, you know, the ratio is not there. That's for sure. But I um, have had this experience of seeing lots of getting to know and work with lots of experienced uh, and influential and successful women um, over over my many years. So this is going to sound dumb, but my experience has been that 
it's not the person, but the gender that, uh, I beg your pardon, it's the person, not the gender that makes the difference when it comes to, you know, people in roles, right? Yeah. I don't ever look uh, at a role and think, oh, I need a, a, a male for this role or I need a female for this role. I look at a role and go, I just need someone awesome and I don't care whether they're pink, blue or orange uh, or, 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 or anything else. It's about what that person brings to the role, not about the gender. But that's not the way the world plays out, uh, Bobby. Uh, so why aren't there more women in solo? Why this does we, this happen? Yeah, this is where we need to check our unconscious bias, Nige. <laughs> getting really deep here. So, you know, people understand what a bias is. Um, a bias is where you prefer some one thing over another. And yep. sometimes they can be conscious. So, um, you know, white bread over whole meal or over whole grain bread for argument's sake, that's a conscious decision as to which you choose. Whereas then you have these unconscious biases that sit in the back of our minds as well that happen automatically that we don't really think about. Yep. And stereotyping genders into roles is an unconscious bias. So, yep. you know, Girls are meant to be nurses. Um, women stay home and care for children. Um, men are police officers. Men are tradies. That's they're all unconscious biases. So we yeah. need to try and change that unconscious bias into being a conscious decision about what we're doing. And that's mm. where we then have a look at people on merit as well and bringing them into their different roles. But also we have to change our thinking and we have to give opportunity to those that have not had opportunity before to participate in roles in the industry where they've not necessarily been seen a lot before. I, yep. I know a number of businesses that have female apprentices, electrician apprentices, and they love them. They love yep. them because they are reliable. They love them because of their attention to detail. They love them because they are so incredibly passionate and they love them because of how they talk to their customers and the customers love them as well. So there's all these huge benefits to having women in those kinds of positions. And then if we do that, then they will progress through the industry and they will become business owners and they may become, you know, managing directors of international companies like we see with Keisha from Fronius, you know. Yep. We have yep. all these amazing opportunities. We just need to break down that line that exists between our unconscious bias and our mm -hmm. conscious decisions. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Well, the world is full of unconscious bias in so many different ways. It, it, it just surrounds us, doesn't it? And it's really, um, uh, we're going deep here, but, you know, that's about mindfulness, right? And, and about trying yeah. to really, I talk with, this, my kid, with my kids all the time about being mindful about things and just being, you know, just stopping and taking a breath and thinking about what they're saying or doing or thinking or anything else like that. Mostly it's all related to them and not related to anyone else. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. they can't help it. That's an unconscious bias. It's that's just the behaviour. Yeah. And they've got to overturn it. And that's that's hard territory. It's hard territory. So so let me let me ask you this. 
in all of this, and, and, and again, I'm trying to keep this real, right? You know, we've got ground to make up, lost ground to make up for here, haven't we? And I, I, I often kind of hear these conversations and it's more often than not sitting around with some, with some, some blokes, some mates at a, at a bar or whatever. And, you know, we have a bit of a, bit of a moan and a mumble and a, and a complaint because we can, and, you know, we let off some steam about our relationships perhaps. And, you know, and, and you, you kind of slip back into that old territory and that old behavior and those stereotypes um, start coming back again. And we start ter- stereotyping our own behavior and, and, and the women in our lives, we start stereotyping their behavior. And, you know, some of that's normal and okay, but some of it's not. We, we've really got to sort of make up for some lost ground here, particularly in the employment space, right? So we've actually got to go a little bit above and beyond uh, just um, you know, saying, "Well, let's just get it equal." We've probably got to, we've probably got to go a little bit, a little bit over, above and beyond, right? Well, it's a bit like safety. Like when the whole concept came about about workplace health and safety, they went overboard, and until it became the norm yep. for people, and then things yep. sort of relaxed back a bit. Yeah. So it's that same sort of thing. You, you're right. We need to go. We need to set a, a, a big target or, you know, aim much, much higher to then settle back into what the new norm will be so yeah. that you find that equilibrium. So, yeah. and, and we'll get there. Is it going to happen overnight? Absolutely not. But there's a whole lot of stuff that we need to do. Like, we, you know, our apprentices, are, the vast majority are young people. So therefore, we need to get into schools. We need to get, and not at a year 10 or year 11 or year 12 standard, we need to get into the primary schools and the junior years of high school to start talking to them about what opportunities exist in our industry and in trades so that we can start seeing these young girls coming through going, you know what, I reckon I might want to be a sparky. I reckon yeah. I might want to install solar. I reckon I might want to be a plumber. You know, whatever. We have to normalise it at that age level and yeah. then let it come through. And how we do that is by creating visibility of the amazing women that we have in this industry. And that's what we need to do. We need to see more women on our promotions. We need to see more women on podcasts. We need to see more women at trade shows, you know, they're heavily male dominated. Um, So yeah, we just, we need to give visibility and voice to those and and it will happen. And we need to create inspiration because that's why people do things. They need to be inspired to go, oh, you know what? Who mind having a crack at that? I love it. I love it. We're uh, a bit over halfway through, Bobby, so bear with us. We need to take a short break and hear a word from our sponsors. Solar Juice is Australia's leading solar distributor, providing complete residential and commercial rooftop solar component solutions. Solar Juice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money, like their panel brands REC, Hyundai, Trina and Longy, their inverters SMA, Fronius and SunGrow, along with the Tesla Powerwall battery. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let SolarJuice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business is also brought to you by Solar Analytics, 
Get more from your solar, more confidence, more savings and more insights with solaranalytics.com.au. All right, and we're back. And thanks heaps to the team at Solar Juice who uh, do a wonderful job out there um, in Western, based in Western Sydney. Hope uh, hope their feet are dry. Fingers crossed they're okay and the team's all okay and everyone's um, been all right this week in amongst everything else. Don't forget to like and share our show with your friends and give the team of Solar Juice a buzz. All right, Bobby, a good conversation, pretty deep for a um, Thursday afternoon, uh, Thursday afternoon, isn't it? And we've all got an awful lot going on in our lives and the world at the moment, but a really good conversation, good challenge for um, for all of us. Um, and uh, a question, a question I had for you, actually, again, a little bit off uh, the guide that I sent you, but. <laughs> Quotas, and and we were talking before the break about you know the fact that we've the, the men in the world have got a fair bit of ground to make up for the inequalities um, uh, that that you know still pervade our society today. Um, there's a lot of talk about quotas, and you, you you see them and targets for how many women you're going to have in your business or in the government or whatever else. Is that part of that same? making up for for you know the past kind of discussion is, is is that a is that is that a great mechanism in your mind to you know for for example for a solar business to aim for where they just set themselves a quota quotas is an interesting topic because some people love them and some people don't um and i've i sort of swing between the two to be honest sometimes i think yeah okay that's a great point as to why we do need them but then there seems to be an opposing point as to why we don't. So I sort of, I, I sort of, I swing on that one. I really do. Yeah. We absolutely need some sort of target, and yeah. what that is is what we need to, you know, or you and your business or whatever need to sit down and work out what's possible. One of the issues that we have, like, we don't have enough women applying. So it's really difficult to create a quota and have this thing sitting there saying, you know, you must have 50% of your workforce women. Yep. But if you don't have anybody applying, yeah, then you don't meet that. So this yep. is where we need to, it, it goes beyond quotas. Yeah, we've got it, to get it, back to the to the crux of the issue, which is how do we... Right unpack those unconscious biases and, and get yeah. more more women thinking about it and get more men, you know, opening their minds to it as well, right? Yeah. It's nice to have a quota or a target as opposed to a quota. Yeah. Um, it, I think a target is much better than a quota um, because you've got to have something to aim for. Same as a sales target in a yeah. business, you know. Yeah. You've got to have something to aim for and without that, then you don't have focus. So, and without that, you also then don't think that way. If you don't have yep. something sitting there saying, you know, we want to have um, 25% women by 2024 yep. um, or something along those lines, then yep. you've got nothing to reach for and it doesn't become part of the conversation. It disappears yep. into the never-never. Yep. So, you know, I can see I can see a target being one other one of those simple practical things that you can do to get that conversation going in a business, right? No matter yeah. how big, how small, you can have that conversation, you can set yourself a target 
And then when you're looking at all the targets in your business, that's just another one of them. Exactly. And it's something that brings it back into the conversation all the time. So I like that. That's, yeah. I've got a vision of a little rural solar shop somewhere, you know, traditionally run by, by men in, in shorts from the 1970s with a sign <laughs> on the wall saying, we have them. a target to employ more women. Please inquire, you know, um, yeah. just anything that can be done. Now, Speaking, and I'm going to put myself clearly in this bracket, but at the risk of sounding like a, you know, a dumbass, stereotypical middle-aged white male, uh, do you think there are certain roles or positions that women are naturally better suited to? And I know this is dangerous territory, but, you know, where they have skills that men just struggle to bring to the table as well as as, as they do. And as I'm saying this out loud, it, it sounds wrong because... Equality just means, you know, effectiveness irrespective of gender in my head, right? Yeah. But, but you know, um, tell me, are there, are there things that women can intrinsically, where they are so much better and, and can bring so, that extra value to a table? I think it's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, and, the, you know, perspective's not bias towards gender at all is it so I think if you have different people with different perspectives around the table or on a roof laying out panels or you know designing systems um, it just gives it better scope and better opportunity to come up with the right solutions so I think you know there's definitely some things that blokes do better than women and then there's definitely some things that women do better than blokes but if you have both of those people mm. at the table, yep. don't you get the whole picture? Yep, I like it. I like it. Diversity. We've been talking about about this a lot in our um, in our product development um, uh, processes internally, and how you know having a cross functional team means that you get this diverse range of views from all sorts of different perspectives, and in any business. We uh, a theme that comes up over and over again in in terms of having a successful business is the right balance of being diverse enough so that you can be across different markets to to ride the ebb and flow of specific segments in 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 your business or in the market and 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 having enough diversity, but also being able to maintain the focus and and same thing in your workforce right diversity brings in these a cross section of views. Exactly. And that's what we need because then we have, it's the same as, um, as anything in life. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty vocal kind of person. Nigel, you know what I'm like? I'm a bit of an activist. Um, but I'm also happy to have somebody sitting across from me that has an opposing view. I actually welcome it because one, I love the challenge and I love the conversation that can come out of those opportunities because they can then give me a different way looking at things and it's like it challenges my thinking of you know crap have have i actually got that wrong you know Mm -hmm. is nuclear power a better option (laughs) there's a whole nother episode my personal (laughs) (laughs) you're right you're right you know i think challenging ourselves challenging ourselves to to think differently and to accept different views it's a hard thing for everyone to do but this there's so much value in it, right? There's so much value. I just um, love deep conversation. That's what I, mm. you know, having deep conversation about things, that, that's how you grow. 
and that's how yeah. you learn yeah. um and yeah when you when you love that sort of stuff you you thrive and you look for it more yep yep excellent now we're uh we're rapidly running out of time but a couple more to go so Again, and I want to bring this back because what I really want out of this is, is if the guys, particularly the guys out there who are, you know, uh, uh, stuck in the back of a truck on their way to a work site or up on the roof with their headphones in listening to us here today. You know, I don't want people to go away and go, yeah, that was cool and not do and for nothing to change. I'm really looking for opportunities for uh, us to make um, practical differences, um, you know, starting this afternoon. Uh, starting tomorrow, uh, whatever, but, you know, real simple, practical things. So, you know, when I go back to the office tomorrow, you've given me a couple of great ideas, but tell me, give me the list, uh, Bobby. What are the five things when I get back to the office tomorrow or someone else gets back from the job site tomorrow that they can start doing to make some real change? What are those things? Wrap it all up for me. So one is finding that trusted person that you can talk to that you know is going to be open and honest with you about this conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then two is hold a full staff meeting to have the discussion around it about what you want to achieve as a workplace and what others may want to achieve as well. And other people might have different ideas that nobody's thought of that would be great to, to do. And education is an absolute must. There are a number of webinars coming out at the moment around bias and inclusive workplaces. So to be able to hold a staff meeting and do a big webinar or something together as well is a great opportunity for that. And think differently, you know, how many women have you had on your podcast now, Nige? Do you have a Not ratio enough. there? Not yeah. enough. So maybe Not enough. think differently. Yep. Maybe we need to up that. Maybe you know, maybe Solar Insights needs to create a bit of a, a gender target there as well. So um, have, just start challenging yourself with how you think. And then my number five is just repeat. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. talk about it more, continue to be supportive. Women love supportive men in this industry. We have some amazing men. And you know what? Be a man that tells another man, oh, have you checked out what these women are doing? Have you checked Eliza out? Have you seen what Lily's doing? Have you seen what Keisha's doing or Sam or Christine Mm. or Sophie, whoever, or Mm. whatever woman exists in your realm, in your patch? Have you checked out what they've done lately? Geez, they've exceeded their sales target. Or, oh, my God, did you see the size of that system or the, the pitch on the roof that Lily did the other day, you know? Those sorts yep. of things, talk about it and, and yep. encourage each other and support one another because, trust me, us women, we're here to support you too. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I, I, like the, I really like the idea of, um, of uh, you know, trying to think hard about this unconscious bias piece and, and the diversity. That's, that's uh, to yep. me, they're the... That's just a win, a win, 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 right? There's yeah. no downside from having diversity in your business. There is all upside, uh, whether it's, you know, you know, from a personal perspective, from a business perspective, there's, um, there's so much positive change that can come out of that. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Bobby, we're, we're just about out of time, but I'd like to ask every single guest um, just about how they're feeling about the industry, the market, what you think the year's going to be. 
Uh, I um, I set a prediction uh, at the beginning of the year that I thought we were going to beat the three gigawatts that we did last year in the sort of rooftop space. I have pulled that back a little bit now, given what's been going on in the world around mm-hmm. us. But I wonder, what's your perspective? You've got a view. What? Where do you think we're going to land by the end of this year? I was really hopeful um, with coming out of COVID and stuff like that. However, I think in the last couple of weeks, we've seen a few shake-ups and uh, you know, that extends even to what's happening in Russia and the Ukraine because we also mm. have the threat of China and Taiwan there as well. Um, so I, I think, you know, because if China and Taiwan decide to have a grow, um, that's going to have a massive impact on our industry. Mm. And uh, so I am a little bit nervous i suppose at the moment my my optimism has turned to a little bit of nervousness and i think Mm -hmm. um lg's decision last week caught quite a number of people by surprise including myself yeah um and i don't think they're going to be the last so i think there's a whole lot of nervousness around that and uh if our industry is consolidating then then what will it look like so um, but in all, I think overall, I think our industry will continue to grow because mm-hmm. we have to. Um, I think the election's going to be really interesting as well. I think mm-hmm. uh, that'll be interesting to see where that lands. And now that Mr Morrison somehow seems to think that climate change is real and um, that renewables is the answer, um, I'm struggling to accept his sudden change of heart. <laughs> um mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of things. I think 2022, there's a lot of things happening. We've got state elections. We've got federal elections. We've got, you know, international conflicts. So there's a lot of stuff happening. But let's be positive. Let's get back to the trade shows. Let's have fun. Let's have, you know, have those cocktails and, and beers and stuff together and, and you know, enjoy it. But invite your women to them too. So that was one of the things I was going to say. A wise would love to have partners in our projects that we do. So there's opportunities there and we want to hold events and stuff. So again, opportunities there to come along and support us, um, but also invite invite women to these shows and, and allow um, and make it welcoming so that we can encourage them to attend. And, and then we start to see a lot more women around. It'll be wonderful. It would be wonderful. I agree. And, and and I'll start the discussion today. No, I'm not going to wait for tomorrow. I'm going to start it today. And having you on, uh, this will go to air in a few days, Bobby, but um, having you on has just been an absolute pleasure. Sadly, we're out of time. But thank you so much for joining us and having this, this really valuable, good, you know, head-on conversation, Bobby. Thanks. Thanks, Nigel. I look forward to checking in in a month to see how you went. <laughs> I'll keep, keep you accountable. Keep me honest. I like it. I like it. That's well, it. friends, that's a wrap. Uh, my name is Nigel Morris. I'm the head of business development at Solar Analytics. I hope you picked up some tips on how to build a great solar business and look forward to talking to you again soon. Great Solar Business was brought to you by Solar Juice, Australia's leading solar distributor. SolarJuice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let SolarJuice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business was also brought to you by Solar Analytics. Get more from your solar, more confidence, more savings and more insights with Solar Analytics.